G'day World 161 Digital Hollywood Part 2. G'day everyone, this is Cam. It's, uh, um, I don't know, um, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday the 26th of October 2006. Uh, this is G'day World 161, part two of the Digital Hollywood Conference. In fact, um, it's uh, part two and part three. I'm going to talk about day two, day three. There's a day four on today, but I couldn't be there for day four. I'm uh, now up in Carmel which is uh, an hour or two outside of San Francisco, staying in a friend's house. And uh, it's very nice, very nice, very quiet here, very different to Malibu. I'm in the middle of, uh, I don't know, pine tree forests by the look of it, looking at the window. It's very picturesque. Uh, of course, uh, most Americans will probably know that Clint Eastwood was the mayor of Carmel for a while. Actually, um... So my mate Steve's uh, come back after dropping his kids off at school and I asked him if he wanted to be on the podcast and he said, no, not right now, wait till I have some coffee. Some coffee. Some coffee. Uh, of course, I'm not going to drink um, what he calls coffee because it looks uh, dangerously like, well, it's not Starbucks, but what is it? Yeah, but it's one of these coffees, you know, you always get worried when coffees come in cups that are, you know, three foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's America. God bless America. God bless... <laughs> That's the medium. <laughs> God bless our troops. It's a dick thing, yeah. yeah. I've seen God bless our troops all over the place driving around LA. I'm like, yes, may they murder more innocent civilians in third world countries. Anyway. Carmel, Wikipedia, folks. Here's, I'm digging into Wikipedia here. Carmel by the Sea, sometimes abbreviated as Carmel, is a small town endowed with a rich artistic history situated on the Monterey Peninsula in Monterey County, California. In 1906, the San Francisco Call devoted a full page to the artists, poets, and writers of Carmel by the Sea. Blah, 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 blah. Actor-director Clint Eastwood, who was mayor for one term from 1986 to 1988. As of the 2000 census, the town had a total population of 4,081. And as of today... It is 4,082, because the cam is in Carmel, and uh, for nothing, no reason, just to catch up with my mate Steve. Oh, we're having lunch with Clint, he says, so, yeah, apart from that, we're not doing it. I had lunch with Jake Gyllenhaal yesterday, man, so you've got to be able to top that. Well, when I said lunch with him, he was sitting at the table next to me, you know. As far as I'm concerned, that's having lunch with him, you know. A bloke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Brokeback Mountain thing. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, Scott. If you happen to be listening, we all have friends. We <laughs> so anyway, let me let me stop this. I was going to talk to you about the last couple of days of Digital Hollywood. So I, I went to the last couple of days and sat in some of the sessions, but. Um, you know, so basically, just uh, as a reminder for those of you who heard the first part of this episode uh, the other day, and for those of you who are tuning in for the first time. This Digital Hollywood Conference in LA uh, basically had people uh, on stage and panels, you know, it was a panel format thing, people on stage representing television networks, movie studios, music labels, uh, the carriers over here, all US-centric of course, The because uh, it is Hollywood after all. 
uh, venture capitalists, new media companies. So in the first day, there was some blogging and podcasting companies represented. Um, you know, MSN, Yahoo, Google, YouTube. And it's, it's basically a, a big confab about, oh my God, what is happening to our industry? And um, I tell you, the last couple of days, so, you know, the first day I went through some detail with you on some of the sessions, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to do that in this because I tell you what, the last couple of days, everything I sat in sounded the same. It uh, was the same bunch of guys, the same Stanford MBAs with the same little, you know, button-down powder blue shirts and uh, the same little... <laughs> glasses are uh, all saying exactly the same thing and it all sounded like a big echo tube. Um, you know, the basic consensus from the networks and the movie studios when they get asked, well, what are you going to do about the new world is, well, uh, we have all of this really great content and we're going to repurpose that content for... Uh, I, I'm sure you don't need the accent. It's just more effective. We're going to repurpose the content for the new world and we're going to DRM it and work with our friends. And sure, we're going to have chatting and we're going to have comment systems and um, it's all going to be great and we're all going to make a lot of money. And we're going to partner with you know, the Googles and the YouTubes and we're going to work it all out. It's all going to be good and God bless America. Um... And I sat there through most of it going, you guys uh, really got no idea what's going on, do you? Um, it was... And nobody was really on stage from these, you know, old media companies saying what I expected them to hear. Well, no, I didn't really. But I thought I should hear. At least somebody get out and going, you know what? We do not have a clue. Okay, actually, Rupert Murdoch said this in Wide Magazine a couple of months ago. So if Rupert can say it, I don't know why anyone else, everyone else can't have the balls. Well, yes, I do, because Rupert's got balls, right? You know, Rupert was in Wide Magazine. He said, i got no idea where this is going, but all I know is it's not going to look anything like it's looked like for the last 50 years. Yeah, we've got a lot of money. We've got a bunch of smart folks. We're going to try and figure it out. <laughs> that was Rupert's response. But uh, not everybody can get away with that level of uh, candor and transparency. So these folks are all saying, uh, well, yes, uh, we, we, it's all going to be great. Here's another thing that I noticed. It's all white. I think I saw one African-American on stage uh, during the three days I was there. I maybe saw a couple of uh, Ameri-Asians. Uh, but it is white city, kids. It's just white, white, white. Where is the representation in the media over here, at, you know, those senior levels anyway, of the African-American population, the Hispanic population, particularly in LA. I mean, massive Hispanic... Everyone serving my coffee and parking my car didn't look like these people. And the reason I say that is thinking, well, from a new media perspective, in the podcasting world, in the YouTube world, what are we doing to produce relevant content for non-whites? Where You know, we've had a number of African-American hosts on TPN over the last year, and you know, when I've, uh, you know, we, we, we need to have a bigger representation, I guess is what I'm saying, in new media of, of uh, everything that's not a white male who comes from Stanford. Not that there's anything wrong with white males that come from Stanford, particularly if you've got a lot of money and you want to invest in podcasting business. Uh, yeah. Steve says I'm staying with one too. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you, dude. It's just there are other people who aren't you, right? Oh, don't, let's not go there. <laughs> I don't know if you people can hear any of this, but it's funny. Um, the other thing that's 
um, struck me over this uh, last few days is uh, the thing about this. This uh, I call. I'm decided to call it the Highlander syndrome that I keep hearing over there, particularly when they're looking at these investing in new companies. It's this: there can be only one idea. Well, you know, there can only be one YouTube, there can only be one of this, there can only be one of that. And all the VCs want to invest behind the big one, the one that's going to, you know, get bought by Google for $1.6 billion, which is which is reasonable. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I'd love to own that as well. But where are the people that are investing in the businesses that are just going to make $250 million a year profit? I mean, anywhere else, that's a good business. Television networks in Australia, which are, you know, I think, still thought of by many people as a good business uh, are making you know 30 40 50 60 million dollars a year profit and they're a huge enterprise uh people are still buying shares and investing in those kkr's consortium coming in and buying you know channel nine half of channel nine's assets uh, half of pbl's assets including channel nine uh, uh, and not because, you know, well, they're going to sell it to Google for a billion dollars. It's this, I don't know, man, it's, it just scared me a little bit over the last couple of days there. It, it kind of felt like 98, 99 again when people were telling me how great Pets.com was going to be. Um, just a lot of, I mean, hell, I know I run a podcasting business, but, you know, we, we I think we have a fairly realistic and conservative business model. People want to listen to content. They want to listen to content created by their peers that they can trust and that is relevant to their interests. And uh, advertisers want to reach people in a more effective way with a better return on investment by... Anyway, you know what my business model is. So... um, yeah, the last couple of days, I mean, there was some good, I met some good people there, I had some good meetings, I did a lot of great networking, but uh, the sessions themselves just seem to be the same stuff in every session. But uh, but the, the problem with that is not that the stuff was good, right? The, the stuff just seemed to me to be missing the point um, to a large degree. But anyway, what do I know? So um, that was Digital Hollywood. I mean, I don't really, I'm not, I don't really have much more detail to give you there. Um <laughs> All oh, right, yes, Steve. I'm gonna pause the show. I'll be back. All right, we're back. I just had to have a little tete-a-tete with my man Steve here. He's plotting, <laughs> plotting on my behalf how to take over Carmel by the Sea. Uh, a lot of lot of people with a lot of money here. Steve's telling me that uh, you know what did you what did you just say then that the airport's full of Learjets, sick amount of money at Carmel. He's saying Rupert's got a place out in Carmel Valley. Uh, Charles Schwab comes down here on weekends. You know. <laughs> really? Yeah, so Rupert just had a bunch of people in at his place. Uh, Bill Clinton, etc. Nicole. Maybe that's why uh, uh, Nicole's husband had to start drinking again. Um, anyway... Um, I don't really have much else to tell you about digital Hollywood, folks. Except, uh, you know, I pitched the TPN story to a couple of VCs when I was there. Just over, you know, it wasn't a pitch. It was just, yeah, we're having a coffee, we're having a bite to eat. And they say, so what do you do? And I told them. And the response was great. Well, the initial response is kind of, oh, let me guess, you're another podcasting outfit. (laughs) And I go, well, actually, we're the first podcasting outfit. And let me tell you what we've been doing. But, um, you know, I think uh, uh, I'm starting to get a grasp that our unique differentiator, how are you different from everybody else? 
Yeah, the whole niche media thing that we're doing seems to be fairly different from what anyone else uh, in this space is talking about, at least at this level. Uh, everyone else, well, not everyone else, but particularly, you know, the pod shows of the world seem to be going after a big media play. Uh, you know, um, getting the, 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 the celebrity podcasters, as I like to call them. By the way, uh, you and Spence uh, did some analysis on the 3,000 shows figure that podcast said they had, I mentioned in the last show, and we actually figure that probably means episodes or MP3s that uh, they outright own instead of, uh, you know, uh, a show like 3,000 Dawn and Drews. If anyone listening to this can confirm or deny that um, with more uh, accuracy, let us know, but you and you and asked around and you know on that kind of level tpn wouldn't be that much different we'd be probably a couple of thousand i don't know i haven't done the math um so anyway folks uh i don't know if i'm going to waste much more of your time today i think that's just a quick one um i did do a a, a very lengthy interview last night on the drive up here with a, a shaman um from california uh that i was going to put out but it 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 was sort of a five-hour drive, and the the interview itself went for an hour and a half, and then sort of uh, basically spiraled down into a whole bunch of alpha male argument and debate, <laughs> which you guys know is not unusual for me. And uh, but he was kind of freaked out by it, I think, and we ended up spending the whole five hours just sort of arguing things uh, at the top of our voices and yelling and screaming and, and interrupting each other and cutting each other off and trying to get a point made and it's very alpha male behaviour and I feel really bad about it this morning so uh, <laughs> so um, Shaman John if you're listening <laughs> I'm terribly sorry I feel awful uh, but you know uh, spend too many days in Hollywood around guys talking like this, like they know what they're talking about. Um, I don't know. That's it. Um, I'll give you an update in a couple of days, kids. Be good. Um, brush your teeth. Steve says if you come here, don't call. Alright? Alright. Uh, if you want to call me on my... No, don't call me on my US cell phone. It's going to cost me a fortune. Do you know the US cell phone number? You buy a prepaid card here, right, for, your, for my phone, a SIM card. I get charged for inbound calls as well as outbound calls. And it's like uh, 10 cents a minute, I think. I'm getting a dollar a day plus 10 cents a minute. And then I get charged for SMSs inbound and outbound and calls inbound and outbound. How wrong is that? Highway robbery. Anyway, I'm out of here. See ya. Hey everybody, this is Wayne Trammell from the Cranky Middle Manager Show. Who says business podcasts can't be fun? It's management, darn it, not the priesthood. Okay, managers sometimes get more respect than we deserve, and sex between co-workers is strongly discouraged, but it does happen. It, okay, it's a little like the priesthood. But anyway, listen to the show. We'll have some fun. We'll talk to the top authors, managers, and experts from around the world. The Cranky Middle Manager Show, cmm.thepodcastnetwork.com. Don't let the weasels get you down.